Were there dinosaurs on Noah's Ark? How does a goblin get promoted to hobgoblin? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hey! Welcome back to the podcast. It's Tuesday once again and you are listening to This Paranormal Life. The paranormal podcast where every week we dissect a different tale, claim or case and get to the bottom of whether it is true or whether it is false. And as always, you are joined by myself, professional paranormal investigator, Kit Greer, and my paranormal co-host, Mr. Rory Powers. That's right, the mother OP ghoul investigator coming at you on booze day. <laughs> the scariest wow. day of the week. That booze, that looks homemade. No, what? as in booze day. Boo! No, but the booze in your hand. Right, the rum. So that looks homemade. That looks like that might blind you. Very homemade. I, I made it in our bathtub. Really? Yeah. You take one liter whiskey, one liter vodka, mm-hmm. one liter of Smirnoff ice, a handful of lush bath bombs, and you nuke that bad boy. So it's more of a mocktail than a actual making booze. Well, more of a mocktail. Interesting. Yeah. That's right. We're back on Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. And like most weeks... Uh, we're just going to dive right in. And I have just one question for you, Rory. How much do you know about mermaids? Mm. Um, very little. Really? Yeah. Hmm. In all of my professional paranormal adventures, um, I'm afraid of the water. So I've kind oh. of veered away from Nessie, mermaids, Ninjen, mm. a lot of those kind of, uh, those, those beasts of the ocean. No one likes turtles, that. Oh, dolphins. What? Okay, well those are cute and smart. But B- big fish, like mm. sharks, smaller Small fish, fish as well, as yeah. well. Salmon. Um, <laughs> any beast smart enough to swim in schools, like a little educated fish bastard? I'm staying well. We don't that. shut them down. Next thing they're gonna have universities, <laughs> and after that, probably entire industrial military complexes. That's what I'm saying. Let's try and run through the basics with what little we do know right off the bat. Everyone knows Little Mermaid, generally the bottom half of a fish, the top half of a lady. They're generally depicted as quite beautiful, sometimes in the case of Little Mermaid, because that was a PG show, you know, they're they're wearing underwear. But in kind of older depictions, you know, they're they're kind of like animals, so they just tops off. Yeah, it's crazy. Ariel was my uh, my favorite uh, Disney princess growing up. Really? Yeah, I had the biggest crush on her. Yeah. I think it was the hair. You know, when she's underwater, she has that kind of woofy fringe. Yeah. Because it's always like zero gravity. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I think she is very popular, which is interesting because she's one of the only like non-human princesses. Yeah. And she can't talk for like half the film. Can't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She is. She's amazing at acting with her face. Yeah. I think that is the point of the movie as well, isn't it? Is like, can she woo um, the prince? Right. Without words. Ooh. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Maybe he was just like desperate though. Um, yeah, so they swim around. Top half lady, bottom half fish. <laughs> Sounds like you're out started. of facts. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'm not going to lie. I knew that one coming in. I know I said I didn't know a lot about mermaids because I thought you were going to drop some fishy bombs on me. I was really not hoping. that the top half is a woman and the bottom's a I, really, I, knew that. I really thought you were going to take the lead on this investigation, honestly. <laughs> and I really feel like you've thrown me under the bus by not knowing anything about this. They breathe um, in the water um, and out sometimes. Um, 
Bottom half fish, we said we'd, we'd okay. say that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so they have a reputation. Let's face it, the Little Mermaid, Ariel, if that is her real name, yeah. she was very much the Disney-fied version. You know, she was very cute, very uh, charming, yep. really not evil at all. No, um, little angel. But mermaids have a dark side, let's say. It's that mermaids have the ability with their beauty, their grace, their beautiful voices. They can lure men to at least precarious places, if not to their death. And that is something that we're going to see all throughout this investigation. But to understand how we got to Disney's Little Mermaid, we got to go back in time, about 4,000 years to be precise. 4,000! Our story begins in Babylonian times, in Mesopotamia. In what today we would call Iraq, Kuwait, Turkey, Syria, that broad area. We now call Atlantis. No. Oh. Well, on this podcast, yes. Right. Artwork from this period features creatures with the body of a fish and the head of a man. And slightly less commonly, the head of a woman. They called them kulitu, meaning fish woman. Okay. And they seemed to be shown as creatures of protection. Their earliest legend of a mermaid is of the goddess Atargatis, who after falling in love with a mortal shepherd accidentally kills him how i don't know but that kind of thing you know that that happens that's like you think she like falls in love and she's like oh just come with me down to the ocean and he's like she's like oh it's great isn't it do you love it under the sea under the sea and he's like his limp body he's just like floating away he's like which accidentally in fish language is like deeper dope deeper deeper Deeper, babe i love this I She's never like, want right. to leave. <laughs> if you insist, I'm not see. <laughs> the sheep have followed him in and they're just drowning one by one. <laughs> can't breathe. Oh, you can breathe? Great. This is Sebastian. <laughs> A little crab <laughs> cutting at his neck. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> and uh, crippled by shame, she jumped into a lake to become a fish. Oh, so she wasn't even a mermaid when she fell in love. Yeah, she right. was just a goddess. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she was so ashamed. She wanted to. She couldn't bear the world anymore. She had to um, remove herself from it. She jumped into a lake to try and become a fish. She wanted to de-evolve. But the lake couldn't conceal her beauty, and she kept the upper half of a woman, thus becoming potentially the first mermaid ever. Wow. And this would be interesting enough, but the ancient Greeks had their own legends too. It was said that Alexander the Great's sister, Thessalonike, turned into a mermaid after she died. And it was sailor legend that she wandered the seas surrounding Greece. And if you were caught in a storm, she would find you and ask, Is King Alexander alive? To which you have to reply, He, quote, he lives and reigns and conquers the world. That specifically? Yes. It's like a curse. So if she asked me and I was like, he's doing great. The ship is gone. Like, I'm wrecked. Uh, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, you know, just, just you know, busy working that. Uh, Alexander. Alexander. Where, when was the last time I saw Big Al? <laughs> uh, God, it's been ages. Legend. He's an absolute legend, that guy. Yeah, i tell you that much anyway. Yeah. If you tell her that, that he lives and reigns and conquers the world, she would calm the storm and she would bid you farewell, you know, happy with, with that news. Yeah. But if you told her the truth, that Alexander was f***ing dead, 
she would turn don't say it that aggressively at least be like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i have to be the one to tell you this but he's no longer with us yeah. don't be like that old dead bitch why don't you go check 12 feet under the ground Ask him yourself. That's right. We buried him double the normal six feet because he was such a dickhead. <laughs> He's such a fat king. <laughs> at this point, she's just throwing jellyfish at your shit. You're dodging them <laughs> Neo style, just <laughs> hurling insults back at her. And he died broke. <laughs> if you told her the truth, she would turn into a literal gorgon and create a storm that would do many sailor cotton. But the legends don't end there. It turns out there are numerous stories of mermaids from all over the world. In the UK, there are tons of tales of mermaids throughout history, from Scotland to Cornwall, the Isle of Man, Ireland as well. There are legends of mermaids in China over 2,400 years ago. There are Russian mermaids known as Rusalkas, the Savannah Macha in India and Thailand, Maneli in ancient Persia, and the Jengu of Cameroon, the Iara of Brazil. The list goes on and on and on of mermaids. Fascinating. What does this make you think right off the bat that there are mermaids all throughout ancient history in a truly massive number of global civilizations? I find that really interesting. I think anytime you see any bit of consistent information that's been spread all over the world mm -hmm. before there was any easy way to spread information like that all yeah. over the world, like that's always kind of fascinating because you're like, how did these people know the exact same thing these people did? Or mm -hmm. how did they have this rock that was carved the exact same way that these dudes 500 miles away carved the rock 5,000 yeah. miles away. It's like there was either, either mermaids are real yeah, and everywhere, or there is an ancient version of Blackberry Messenger and some asshole started a rumor on it. Yeah, that we don't know about. But like, otherwise, how is a fake rumor getting spread all around the world? The only thing is, the, the only thing I can really compare it to well is when we were growing up in school, Yes. As, as younglings, mm -hmm. there was a certain symbol that everyone would draw. And that symbol was the S. <laughs> now, it was an S that, I, I mean, like, if you don't know what I'm talking about now, right. then you'll never know. <laughs> you'll never know, you sad bastard. So turn it off. But I'm assuming a lot of people here are going to know the S. The, the three lines, the, the triangles. The, uh, and I thought that was something from our school. Right. And then you bump into some other kids from other schools and you're like, oh my God, you guys know about the S? Yeah. That's crazy. Then, you know, we move over here to, to London mm. and I'm talking to friends I make over here and they're drawing the S. And yeah. I'm like, how the hell do you guys know about our secret S? That's true. It's a mystery on how that thing spreads at a time where, you know, there weren't memes, there weren't viral videos. Mm -hmm. Did someone go on holiday and learn how to draw the S and then come back and be like, Look what I can do. He went on holiday to an ancient temple in Peru. <laughs> yeah, it was carved on the walls. <laughs> in your like P5 class at primary school and a 35-year-old Indiana Jones is in your class. <laughs> Look here, Junior. I've got something interesting to show. Teacher's like, who are you? Get the f*** out! I'm going to call the police. <laughs> he pulls out a whip. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Remember the symbol, kids. <laughs> Swings the bar, snaps, falls right on his ass. So information can spread in this world, and, and we don't know how. So it's possible that it could be one rumor, one legend that has spread somehow. 
Because what is the theory of the S? Is that just that symbol was just so undeniably badass that whoever gazed upon it simply had to know how it was made. They had to share that yeah. knowledge. Because there's some people that try and draw the S, but they don't know the right way, mm -hmm. the procedure of drawing it. And it's crooked and it's uneven mm -hmm. and it looks like dog dirt. Mm -hmm. There is an art to drawing that thing. Right. That's been passed down. Maybe it's the same with mermaids. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up to think that the future president of the United States of America will have drawn the s somewhere <laughs> that's amazing i really hope his name begins with s and that can be like his campaign logo because i don't know if the s made it to america yeah i don't know we should we should uh conduct a poll on twitter or something to see if this like how far this this reached that's a good way to get people into the the paranormal commune mm. it's like hey welcome to the commune draw the s on your own body with this tattoo gun <laughs> but that is a fascinating idea um on the fringes of science, the most hated scientists of all will come up with ideas like morphic resonance. You know, this is the idea that whenever you have rats in mazes on either side of the planet, when one rat completes that maze for the first ever time on its 200th go, that the rat in a maze on the other side of the world can somehow tap into that knowledge of how to complete the maze somehow through the air itself hmm. and complete the maze faster. This has been demonstrated in some scientific studies. Extremely controversial stuff. As soon as something is discovered, it can be discovered that much faster all around the world. It's a nice idea, isn't it? Humans advance collectively. I'm into that. That's right. <clears throat> but I'm also into the weak getting left behind. So it kind of conflicts with that a really? little bit. Really? Yeah. That's normally seen as like a byproduct of evolution, but you think that's a like a good thing that yeah. the weak get left behind. I think so. Yeah, mostly, like most modern societies have kind of written that. That's why we have things like benefits right. um, to help the neediest in society. Yeah, you're, it sounds, let's reword it. The strong move forward. How about that? Interesting. There we go. Neater. Still the same asshole sentiment though, isn't it? Sounds like weak talk to me, but continue. Weakling. <laughs> I'm so far ahead of you. I can't even hear your little weak voice. I don't know how you can be far ahead of me on my own, in my own case. So the next thing about mermaids you need to know. Go ahead. Call them a bluff there. Did you know that they're... You... You're weak. You're f***ing weak. I'm strong. Like me. I'm strong. <laughs> this is pretty fascinating. Pretty unusual. But one thing it ain't is hard evidence. Which is why we need eyewitness testimonies about mermaids also. Yep. It's 1493. And Christopher Columbus is sailing off the coast of Hispaniola. He's gazing out into the water. And he Wait, sees he's, he's sailing off the coast of the Hispaniola? Of Hispaniola. Wasn't that the name of the boat? No. The Hispaniola? No. What was the name of the boat? I don't know. What are you thinking of? The Santa Maria? No, that's the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Marina. I don't know. Those are the three. Continue. Uh, I didn't know this, which is ignorant. What's the Hispaniola? Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Sorry. Feel free to cut this. This the is going to drive me mad if I don't look it up. I think the listeners better know what a diva bitch you are. <laughs> I'm strong, dude. <laughs> Hispan. Are you seeing what I could have told you, which is that it's not the name of the boat? Shut up, dude. Shut up. Shut up. It's not like I had to research this or anything. It's a restaurant in London, all right? So, 
if you have to know, it's the ship from Treasure Island. <laughs> no, so, it's not. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. It is. It's the ship from Treasure Island, not the ship that brought Christopher Columbus. Also, because people are probably screaming into their iPhones at home right now, listening to this, it should be said it's also the second largest island in the Caribbean behind Cuba. Sure. So Known for many reasons. He's gazing out onto the water. When he sees something stirring, suddenly there's three female forms rising high out of the water. He realized that he was looking at mermaids, but he said, quote, They're not half as beautiful as they're painted. Ooh. And it has been suggested by more than one historian that he was probably looking at walruses, manatees, or sea lions. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if there's that many... Uh, claims and testimonies of these beautiful sea creatures if you see like this one with tusks it's probably not a mermaid yeah this is hilarious and embarrassing that he for any amount of time thought that manatees were ugly women i can actually show you a reconstruction of this because it was weirdly covered in the latest season of disenchantment on netflix what okay did you watch that show no i haven't our hands brace for mermaids and their irresistible song. If it's smooth jazz, <laughs> I will destroy this place. <laughs> it's beautiful. Such angelic voices. I've never heard a song so sweet and delicate. I must have sex with its origin. I'm free. Lead the way, loins. Mm. <laughs> I'm Merkimer. I can't wait to meet you. I don't need your names, though. <laughs> Ladies, the legends do not do you justice. Not one mention of your fuzzy muzzles. Climb aboard. <laughs> So I bring this up because that's pretty wild that as famous a figure as Christopher Columbus um, saw mermaids. Unfortunately, I can't remember what episode it was, but we brought up Christopher Columbus in another sighting in a previous episode. If you remember, he saw like a crazy like UFO light in the sky or something like that's that. That's right. Yeah. Um, he used to sail around the Bermuda Triangle. Um, so I don't know. Maybe next time I see Christopher Columbus come up in an investigation, I won't get that excited. We'll maybe, leave, we'll maybe leave that bit out. Yeah, history hasn't judged him, like, kindly either, so... No. He's not, like, a hero anymore, really. Absolutely not. So that sighting could be a bit of a dead end, but there are others. And believe it or not, they're pretty modern. Fast forward to 1943. We're deep in World War II on the Indonesian K Islands. Japanese soldiers are stationed there, and they've got a surveillance detail all over the place. But when they start picking up activity on the islands... It's not the tangos they're expecting. It's paranormal activity. Mm. It starts off, you just see something moving in the water here and there. Next thing, they're seeing spines on its body as it breaches the water's surface. Are we going crazy out here? What kind of animals do they have in this country? Before long, the other soldiers are seeing it too. They're talking to each other. This is a humanoid water creature. They see it lying on the beach in the distance before it scuttles away once it's spotted. 
One of the soldiers brings it up with one of the Indonesian locals. And they're like, yeah, what about it? And they're like, oh, you know this thing? And they're like, yeah, it's called the Orang Ikan, which I think translates roughly to human fish. Wow. So one night, Sergeant Horibataro is doing his nightly rounds when he's approached by one of the locals. Chief, come with me. You're going to want to see this. We've caught something in our nets. They walked on to the water's edge where some of the fishermen are gathered round in a circle. They're standing around what looks like a body. Horibasan described a small body with red-brown hair, spines along its neck, a humanoid face with a lipless, fish-like mouth full of needle-sharp teeth. Horibasan told the others, but of course, Japan had other stuff on its plate after the war, so whenever he went back to his country and was telling people, trying to get biologists out there, no one really believed him. And the Orangikan was not really investigated further. The same thoughts are running through the, the minds of our listeners right now. We're running through the minds of people in post-war Japan. They're like, one, it was a fish. Two, it might have been something else, but who knows. Um, three, you were all like delirious from the war. Yeah. And tired and hungry. And then you just started seeing things. It's, I mean, this is quite recent. Was, was there any military forms filled out or pictures taken or... Any logs of the event? The things that I like to see? You're typing. Looks like you didn't think about this. No comment. Okay. Until I type more. I don't have documentation. That's fine. Uh, Whenever I look up this account, uh, well, the paranormal world has gone pretty apeshit for this story. Most of the hits on Google are um, Epoch Times, Beyond Science TV, Cryptomundo.com. All the big ones. Look, it's fine. As you said, it's war. You know, who who's going to bring a camera to war? The That's most it. horrible thing of all time. Listen, the war was documented by painters, believe it or not. Not yeah. cameras. No, you wouldn't bring a camera to a slaughterhouse. That's you wouldn't, right. You wouldn't bring a uh, a goddamn a, a, you a, a box of popcorn to the battlefield. You don't bring fun stuff to bad things. Yeah, and cameras are only used for fun. Yeah, people don't actually realize that necessarily. But there were war poets, war painters. Like that was the only way of documenting what was happening in those early days, particularly World War One. Yeah, and then later on, now we've got war photographers and journalists and stuff. Yeah. They were one step away from sending, like, Metallica to write an album about the war, (laughs) to, like, tell the world what it was like. It is kind of funny that we had, like, you know, the First World War, and we get, you know, poems and songs and this artwork of, like, men storming the hill and all these Mm. heroic acts, and then we're like, okay, oh my god, another war is around the corner, like, here we go, guys, round two, but now we got photos, and all the photos are coming back home, and they're like, this is horrible! It's like the paintings were, were like guys raising a flag and they were all together. jacked. Yeah, it's like now it's just like gaunt men like lying dead on a battlefield. It's like no more wars. No more wars. This is awful. This is a terrible idea. Listen, if we just gave every soldier a GoPro, there'd be no more war. Think about it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 so far? Go. Mm, Okay. Uh, Well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay. And tell me, did Mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals, BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Okay, I concede. Uh, we're talking about the 40s here. Um, although they, they did have technology then, it was kind of a fuzzier bullshit kind of a time. It's hard to take those accounts so seriously. But luckily, we have even more modern accounts, startlingly recent accounts. It's 2012 in Zimbabwe. 2012? Construction crews in a place called Gokwe have been scared away from their place of work. They have abandoned their post. This was reported in the news around then, picked up by journalists because the men claimed that a mermaid was harassing and attacking them and making it impossible to construct the dams. They call it the Mamba Muntu. After seeing it, they said this thing's a bad omen and they refused to finish construction. The local council, in an attempt to placate them and for them to be able to finish it, They apparently got in a crew who were not local. They believed if we can get some workers in here who aren't steeped in the local mythology, who weren't raised with it, they won't have the same problem. However, these workers also fled the construction site as well, and they vowed never to return due to the rage and harassment, quote, of the Zimbabwe River Mermaid. Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, The locals were apparently left with no other choice than to perform... Um, kind of traditional ritual rites to try and um, cleanse the area um, of this mermaid omen. And from what I understand, um, the crew were able to take out work again. Uh, through the process of the ancient rituals that has been brought down in history of 
poisoning the river, um, <laughs> they were able to cleanse it of all threatening life forms. Like 20 mermaid bodies just float to the top. And like, all right, you guys good now? It's like, yeah, we're just sad. <laughs> like, I guess, yeah, we're fine. We're going to bring in a shaman. He is very experienced. Just a guy in a helicopter with a machine gun. <laughs> but there was, again, just four years later, two years ago in 2016, more mermaid panic in Zimbabwe. At a small river in Chikanga, near Chikanga Primary School, there are two mermaids. Rose Mugaza, 45, a teacher at Chikanga Primary, allegedly lost her teeth when she met the creatures on her way home from work. Describing her ordeal, she said, quote, I decided to use a shortcut on my way from work. While using that shortcut, we crossed a small river. And just when I was about to cross that small river, I saw a whirlwind coming straight in my direction. Oh my god. It kept coming my way, and I stood aloof, wondering why the whirlwind was coming straight in my direction. Move. I then decided to jump to the other side of the small river so I could proceed home. But it was not long before the whirlwind engulfed me, and I fell into the small river. Um, Describing the two mermaids, she said, The female one is very beautiful, and its hair is quite long. It stretches down to its bottom half while the male one has relatively shorter hair that ends at its shoulders. So it's a male and a female. Yeah. Sorry, did you say she lost her teeth? Yeah, falling into the river, <laughs> What I does think. that even mean? I thought that was like a turn of phrase at some point. The eyes... Like, of, I was so scared I lost my teeth. The eyes of the female one are always roving. You're not talking about the teeth, Kit. What happened to her teeth? Did she bash them on a rock? Yeah, busted out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. What a weird thing to happen. Not like a scraped knee. That they took all her f- teeth. <laughs> she said, after that encounter, I managed to proceed home, but I was feeling dizzy with blood oozing out of my mouth. <laughs> this is so weird. Rose, who also injured her leg and arm during the incident, had to get artificial teeth put in. Oh my God. Brian Chindidzo, age 32, experienced a similar ordeal in the same place on his way home from work. He claims that a huge snake fell off a small tree into the river and suddenly disappeared. Quote, although the water was crystal clear, we could not tell how the snake disappeared. All I know is my teeth were gone. (laughs) Every single one. (laughs) I blinked for one f***ing second and he got my molars. That's got to be the scariest thing in the world, by the way. Like, it's scary enough if you're assaulted by someone or something, but just walking home and you're like, Whew, like what was that and you're like wait a minute where are my teeth are <laughs> your teeth are gone yeah that's mad imagine they just started going like a couple at a time you're oh. like whoa something seems missing it's like your front teeth and then you're like, again like you blink your molars yeah. you've only got the <gasps> middle ones who's doing that your- <laughs> stop it now your premolars go <laughs> oh you've just got one on no. the bottom front row <laughs> you're trying to tell them to stop you can barely speak you're anymore like, at this point take the last one Yeah, so um, Brian said, Recently we saw someone who wanted to use that same pathway, but he returned soaked in mud. He said as he approached the place, unseen objects dragged him in. He said he fell down, but somehow later managed to escape. He described the mermaid as a huge fish the size of a grown-up human being. Others in the area complained of drum-beating sounds and people singing, but they couldn't see anyone. So... (laughs) I mean, I almost got to apologize. That it was that was a scattergun story, all right. I feel like that was a control C, control V without a little proofread. Hey, you're talking about drums and snakes. Not one of these things are mermaids. Like that last dude clearly just fell in the river. 
Like he just said he, he just fell into the river and then he's like, but I think it was a mermaid. But he said he saw the mermaid, didn't he? I don't know if he did. He did. He said it was a fish the size of a human. So what we're seeing there, uh, because Rory's not getting the bigger picture here, is that is a local take on what is clearly in line with the global history of mermaid sightings. A fish, humanoid fish the size of a human <laughs> who lures people into danger near bodies of water. I, I don't know if teeth ganking is in line with the right. history of mermaids. Sure. I think that's a pretty much I bet unheard Christopher of Columbus occasion. didn't have too many teeth. <laughs> that's for various other reasons. They were none left to gank. So I'm sensing some indignation on your part. I'm sensing some uh, disbelief. I hear you. Where's the evidence? Videos, pictures, DNA. Where's the smoking gun? Where is the washed up mermaid? In May 2012, the channel Animal Planet released a documentary called Mermaids The Body Found. And this centered on the experiences of former National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration scientists. And they claimed to show real footage of mermaids. Like live footage? Yeah, videos. People right off the bat started calling bullshit right then the national oceanic and atmospheric administration scientists like service said we don't know anything about this uh quote no evidence of aquatic humanoids has ever been found right so that seems pretty cut and dry right you'd think so but here we are <laughs> but crucially a year after this exposition animal planet aired a follow-up documentary called mermaids the new evidence <laughs> featuring quote previously unreleased video evidence how are they getting away with this and they had more scientists from uh, different organizations showing this previously unreleased footage on national television and i'm going to show you some of this footage right now okay So what is that creature on top of a rock supposedly captured on film by tourists? That is not a silhouette! Oh my god. Oh my, oh my god. Many watching Animal Planet's Mermaids the New Evidence saw it as proof that mermaids do exist. The show, presented as a documentary, details close encounters with the mythical sea creatures. Dr. Paul Robertson, welcome. It even featured guests purporting to be scientists from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. <laughs> but it was There's no way he's a scientist. Also, out, he, he just winked in the interview. He just winked. So I'm not even taking this piss. Go back. Noah no, no, go back. With the mythical sea creatures. Dr. Paul Robertson, welcome. What? It even featured guests purporting <laughs> to be scientists from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. But it was all in the name of entertainment. And it turns out Dr. Robertson is not really a scientist. So many viewers were fooled, NOAA, a federal agency, felt compelled to issue That's a mental. statement. It said, neither NOAA nor its scientists are involved with anything related to this topic. No one from NOAA was involved in making the fictional show, and the person identified as a NOAA scientist was an actor. If you watch the show closely enough, Animal Planet did include this disclaimer during the closing credits. Certain events in this film are fictional. <laughs> That's way too late. Viewers took to Twitter after discovering the show was fictional. <clears throat> Animal Planet, you are dead to me. You got me on your little mermaid hoax. <laughs> what was the freaking point? One said. What is that? Oh my what god! Is that? What is that? 
Jesus Christ. I feel like doing a disclaimer at the very end of your hour-long, quote, documentary about real evidence that mermaids exist is, like, that's way too late. But what if they said some of it was fictional? What if some of that footage you saw just now was real? Then why would they need the fictional footage if they have real footage of actual mermaids? Apparently, one of those videos where you saw the mermaid like scamper off the rock. Yeah. Um, the actor was identified as David Evans from Ontario, Canada. <laughs> it's not even a, a woman. A woman? That's yeah. ridiculous. So, again, we might have a little um, dead end here. Listen, I didn't you know, lead you guys on for all this time to disappoint after all this buildup of evidence. Two years ago, in Norfolk, in the UK, a mermaid washed up. Okay. I have pictures. It's very close to home. It's not pretty. Oh, God. I'm going to show you. If you want <laughs> mermaid carcasses... The, fine, this is what this is what you asked for. You're like, this footage was uncovered on Animal Planet Mermaids 3. This time it's personal. Oh, God. What the hell? That, this is what I wanted. Ah, you got it. You know, you were, you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe with the Little Mermaid. You wouldn't believe uh. with the Greek mysteries. You wouldn't believe with Mermaids 1 or 2 on Animal Planets. This is what you get. You get the real facts. And it's not pretty, folks. It's really not. I mean, what you're seeing is like the grisliest version of what a mermaid would actually look like. This is this is a hoax, right? This has got to be has been declared a hoax. I don't know. It looks pretty real. Doesn't it looks it? like a dead human body, <laughs> and then with like Yet. a bin bag tail. No, with a fish tail. <laughs> um, I mean, it's bad. I don't think it's evidence. What do you mean it's bad? What do you mean it's not evidence? How is this not evidence of? fish human people there's not really a tail it just kind of goes well, i guess there's a it's bit not legs is it no it's definitely not legs <laughs> um what's with the eyes they're like black orbs maybe you need different eyes if you live under the sea that's actually a really smart argument you're absolutely right you probably do wow those probably, probably it I, fish eyes it doesn't not look like bin bags i'll get <laughs> I might throw these photos... I mean, they're disgusting, but I might throw them up on Patreon um, just for your guys' perusal. Definitely a controversial sighting. Having seen that, having known the history, known the historical precedent, the mythological precedent, the sightings throughout history, granted the fake mockumentaries, right? but then occasional modern sightings also. Uh, what does this make you think? Uh, it's an interesting one for sure, but... Still, we lack that video evidence. We lack those photos. We lack, uh, you know, any real proof that I can get my my claws into. Well, now, I granted... Sh I showed you fucking mermaids <laughs> jumping out of waves like they're dolphins. Granted, the ocean is the most mysterious place left on Earth. True. We have seen none of it. Yeah. Um. So, help. If you haven't seen all the ocean, how do you know what's what's down there? Like the ninja themselves, we can we can't categorically say they don't exist because we haven't even seen. I don't know what the percent is, but we haven't seen a lot of the ocean. Yeah, folks, it's too dark, and we're scared of that. Uh, we can also can't breathe down there, and there's like water pressure and things like that. But mm -hmm. mostly, it's dark as hell. Yeah, so it's hard to go on the line 
and say whether or not something like this is real or false. Kit, you did the investigation. What are your thoughts? I think there's there's an unbelievable amount of rich history, rich lore about mermaids. More than griffins, more than centaurs and the other kind of half beasts that we sort of sometimes think about with fantasy. They go right back to almost the dawn of humanity probably. So we spoke earlier about how if mermaids are not in every ocean around the world, then information would have to travel simultaneously around the world. Like the S. Like the S. Or like a viral cat video. Right. Yet, back then we didn't have technology. The third explanation for how that may have happened, we didn't really talk about, which is that maybe it's, you know, like Carl Jung thought, maybe this is something built into the human mind. Right. That throughout our evolutionary history, you know, we came from the water as fish. You know, some people are crazy enough to think with aquatic ape theory that maybe even human beings, Homo erectus, Homo sapiens, came from the water. That's why babies can swim right out the womb when other monkeys can't. Maybe there's something in our DNA that believes in mermaids, whether that's literally a woman with the scales and tail of a fish or it's some sort of human-water hybrid. Yeah. What I have to concede is that throughout all of this investigation, and despite how famous it is all throughout history, there is next no evidence for anything like this existing. And these like whirlpools in Zimbabwe where women are getting their teeth knocked out, there's still not a goddamn photo to point in any direction. Unfortunately. I was excited about the military one because I was like, hey, maybe there's a report or something where you can read the testimony of what happened that night. But unfortunately, there isn't. As you said, they had other stuff going on. They did. It might be a good time to mention that one of the big theories for why there are so many sightings, why people like that, sergeants in the military, why um, indigenous peoples all around the world think that they've seen mermaids when yet we don't have any photographic proof, is that they could, like Chris Columbus, be mistaking other animals for mermaids. Right. And I'm going to give you some examples. So with that one that I just showed you, animal experts would look at that and say that that's like most likely a seal carcass. And that some animals, whenever they disintegrate in the ocean like that or just on land, they look very, very different to how we normally associate them. Right. Without the blubber, it's actually just a human skeleton. A lot of people don't realize that they're the blubber... very they're very cute under like with all the blubber yeah and then without it that's like, horrible it's like a trapped human inside them and this one's pretty crazy so apparently for a very long time people have collected skate bodies now this is a type of fish you've probably heard about it people eat it i guess and i'll show you what a live skate looks like okay oh so it looks it's kind of like a uh, stingray yeah kind of like a flat fish um Big old tail. Looks like a kite. And there, I mean, that is a, a truly giant one as well. So he is that, enormous. We're, we're looking at an huge. Aladdin's magic carpet size fish here, folks. So I didn't even realize they got that big, but that's just to show you. And now let me show you this. What a dried up dead skate looks like. That is so creepy. That looks like a shriveled up little alien. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Jesus, that's terrifying. It's so scary. Yeah. Oh my God. And it looks entirely humanoid. It really does. Two legs, two arms, like eyes, mouth, head, ears. 
Looks like a wise old man. Yeah. Like a wise old alien man. This is going from a full-on stingray to a full-on alien boy. Like, if, if you were in deep water and saw this thing floating in the sunlight of the ocean, I, I, I think I would pull out my oxygen tubes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to die. Seeing that down there, because you know it's going to end in death. You might as well be the one to pull the cord. <laughs> I'm gone, man. Because that little boy, he is going to pull the cord. He will. That's the first thing on his mind. So out of everything we've talked about, that's almost the most compelling argument for what people thought mermaids were. If that washed up on a beach somewhere, yeah. you know, and then you're that Indonesian fisherman and you show the the uh, Japanese sergeant that, that's going to be pretty convincing. Absolutely. I could see that. Even if it's just a f- with him. So I think where this brings us on the hard and fast conclusions about whether mermaids are real or not. What do you say? In light of these facts, something's just a little fishy, Kit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a yes. Oh, shit. All right. It's going to be, unfortunately, a no from me this week. I think that makes it a double no, folks. Uh, Damn it. Loved investigating this one. Um, Had to get it off my chest. It's a huge story, but... um, I think a double no. If you guys have interacted with any underwater beasts, be they fair maidens or disgusting alien boys, yeah, um, do let us know at this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. As always, you can um, tweet us those just truly horrifying images on Twitter at this paralife or facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life presumably lots of uh, mermaid related memes and content will be going down in the this paranormal life secret society on facebook that is the premier place to discuss paranormal happenings and this podcast because you can't spell secret without c like the ocean nice thanks man also the cool s at the beginning yeah the secret society Oh, this would suck if no one like gets what we're talking about. I really about. hope people Jesus. know what the S is. And if you have enjoyed this podcast and you enjoyed all the other podcasts and you just need that little bit more, ooh, you can just feel it in your veins. You're just oh. jonesing for another podcast. Give that it to fresh, me, give it to fresh, me, give it to me, give it to me. I just need to quit my job, sell everything I can to get more <laughs> podcasts. Then you can do that. And it isn't going to cost as much as a bag of the good stuff. <laughs> that's right oreos fruit pastilles (laughs) on our patreon we offer shout outs bonus episodes merchandise and more from as little as two dollars a month and it's actually the only way we support um this podcast keep it going we don't run advertisements we don't have any fancy sponsors um so we are only kept going through our listeners contribution which is a beautiful thing that we have such supportive listeners who've been with us from day one and we love to be able to give you something back through patreon and um it's it really keeps us in body and soul so that that is a beautiful thing and i I don't want to interrupt oh sure we do actually have a sponsor for this week unfortunately we do have an ad oh we do yeah yeah you see um like i actually messaged animal planet i told them we were doing this thing Oh, they have a new. They've got another mermaid documentary coming out. You kept out. that really under the wraps, like you didn't even. I think you didn't even seem like you knew what Animal Planet was a minute ago. I just wanted to like play it off cool. Fair enough. You don't want the sponsored content to like interfere with 
Well, that's the episode. We don't want it to be too heavily branded. Yeah. So bear with us. This is the just a little ad here. Okay. For the newest um, Animal Planet mermaid documentary that's coming out, I think, on the 12th of December. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Thank you. In a world where men and fish are divided just by an ocean, who will stand when the waves bombard the land of men? Deep dive into a world you couldn't understand. A world of myrrh and maids. On December, on this December 12th, your world is gonna be... You won't be able to breathe. And these bubbles, they'll hit you hard. (laughs) So... So... Uh, So, brace yourselves for mermaids, the waves of justice, December 12th, only on Animal Planet. Following legal statement has been approved by Animal Planet LLC. Even though we produced two previous fake documentaries, this one is the real deal. Ads over, we just had to get that one out of the way. So thank you to Animal Planet for sponsoring it. But thank you for you guys for helping us with the Patreon, helping us keep the show going. Uh, If you do support us on Patreon, what we like to do is every episode give you guys a special shout out. And that's what we're going to do right now. Let's go. Thank you to Rishi Shah. It's finally time to give Rishi a shout out. It's Shabbat time. Whoa. Hey, thank you so much for supporting this, the, the show. That was a difficult pun to make, but I think <laughs> we managed to nail it. Thank you for your support. Wow, <laughs> oh, they've actually just canceled their pledge. That's wow, crazy. it was that bad. Wow, really offended them. Damn it. Oh. I'm shad now. Shad but sweet like a Rishi's peanut butter cup. <laughs> uh, thank you for supporting the show. And please don't leave because of that. Thank you also to Sydney Klaus. Klaus is in the house and she's on her Sydney's begging for more paranormal content. Don't worry, Sydney. We are dishing it out in our little paranormal. You know how like uh, mm. um, in communion, they're like, here's the, the bread. Here is the wine. Right. Well, we're like, F- it. here's bonus episode, bonus episode. Wow. And here's a little sticker. Uh, if you get a T-shirt, you know, we're giving out other things, mm-hmm. things you can wear, things you can stick on things and instead of wine we're dishing out lombardi liquid of the dead and people are dropping like flies it's a party you want to be at so sydney glad to have you here thank you also to ian usher if there's one guy i love seeing it's ian and i don't see him much after we were both dishonorably discharged whoa from the war which war all of them pray tell all of them one after another we snuck back in at night we left early morn I have citizenship in many countries. Don't ask me how. They just let me sign up. And I sign out. Same day, baby. Me and Ian. Together. Brothers in arms. Brothers in dropping our arms in the mud and running away. (laughs) So thanks, Ian. Thanks also to Fiona O'Dwyer. Fiona O'Dwyer? More like Fiona O'Hire. That's right. Fiona's one of the few paranormal cryptid hunters brave enough to try and capture a dragon whoa yeah while you and me are about in the woods looking for bigfoots big ass footprints 
She is sky high trying to harpoon dragons. Do you know how high they are? I think that's almost interplanetary. It's like out of the 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 the, the atmosphere. Big time. She's at the ISS. <laughs> I don't know how she got a harpoon on board. I think it was 3D printed. Yeah. Uh, really dangerous, really inappropriate. But mm-hmm. she's chucking that thing that, left, right, that and center. That thing so much is just pokes <laughs> a hole in any sort of fabric. They're all going down. They're all going down. All of us. Every USA, nation. Russia, the, China. The brightest minds of every country. <laughs> but Damn. worth it to get one of those space scales back safely to Earth. Which I which I hear are excellent ingredients in boner pills. So, <laughs> um, so please get them here ASAP, Fiona. Thank you for your support. Thank you also to Shannon Robinson. Shannon Robinson eats corn on the Cobbinson. I know what you're thinking. What could a simple corn farmer bring to a paranormal commune? But I bet you didn't think about this. Corn. Yeah, actually, it's pretty delicious. Yeah. Uh, nutritious. Yeah. Ghosts come out of it. What? The fields. Oh. The corn, not the corn itself. I suppose, yeah. But they'll come out of the corn fields. Mm. Like, um, whatever that baseball movie was. We're going to be playing a lot of baseball in the commune. Right, so if we manufacture things what ghosts like... Yeah, we'll get more ghosts. So if we, exactly. if we, if anyone in the nation is good at making creepy old rocking chairs, yeah, ideal. We'll take a hundred because if you build it, they will come. Mm. One of our many we mottos. Will them. So Shannon, please come along to the commune and bring all of the corn you can. We're we're starving here. Thank you. Lastly, but not leastly, to Andy Locking. Andy the Lock King himself. I once saw Andy on stage at a battle of the bands. Weird because he was a magician doing a magic act where he locked himself in a, over a hundred different locks really? before jumping in a tank with a shark in it. And they asked every act to stay to three minutes tops. And he spent <laughs> yeah. an and, hour And, and also there. to play a song. And he went on stage and without missing a beat, just jumped in that tank. Yeah. No clue how to get out. And even if anyone had tried to remove him, they wouldn't have been able to due to all the locks. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a weird thing where, I mean, even if he knew how to get out of the, the locks, that's quite impressive, regardless of the shark. Yeah. Um, which was a whole nother obstacle. Yeah. Um, but it's good to know he's still alive. But thanks. And thanks to everyone we've shouted out today and in previous episodes. If you haven't heard your shout out yet on the podcast, that's probably because it's around the corner. But if you think we have missed it, it is always possible. We do try our best, but sometimes slip up. So just pop us a message and we will get right to it. Otherwise, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week for yet another brand new paranormal tale. Bye bye, folks. Ciao. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, 
you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.